are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. And just like that, it was Monday. Welcome in. Welcome in. I know that Monday started several hours ago, but uh, the Monday edition of this show didn't. It just started. Like in the last couple of seconds, welcome in here to uh, this Reaction Monday. Now, what are we reacting to? Well, there's plenty. Okay, and I don't know about you, but I was thrilled with how the NFL playoffs worked out. Well, no, no, let me back up. Not necessarily how they worked out, but just the games were fantastic. You know, and all these teams with all the playoff spots and seating and stuff riding on it right on up to the last weekend of the season. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine a league like the NFL that has this big, comprehensive, robust, far-reaching playoff playing 17 weeks and having a regular season that matters right up until the last week? They say it can't be done. And the NFL does it and delivers every year. And the ratings aren't even close to anything else. The NFL dominates everything. And the reason is they're smart and they're unselfish. Yep, all 32, they are. Trust me. (laughs) Anyhow, welcome on in here on this Monday, this Reaction Monday. Feel free to get on in, comment on the live thread. Text me on the Country Pleasing text line. Number to text, 885-3776. That is the Country Pleasing text line. Another way to remember it, 885-ESPN. Or, hey, call me on the Divini phone and get to hear your voice that way. I would love to. Nine, No, no, it's not that number. we got a new number. 897-1059. That's a 601 number. 897 1059 Five nine. Somebody watch the Saints as well as the rest of us. The man's name is, well, his nickname is Beaver. Hey, B. Hey, Matt Wyatt. So, you watched the Saints game with Saints Bro. How'd that go? What was the mood like? Oh, it was. It was your typical game. Look, you know, I go and watch the games with Saints Bro and. I love my Saints bro, but watching games with him can get annoying and very obnoxious. <laughs> but I've always said that. It's not like I'm telling tales out of school. <laughs> right. But it was it was fine. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't awesome until three hours later <laughs> when him and all the Saints fans got their heart broken. Yeah, right, right. Because even though they even though they didn't win the division when the Bucks won against the hapless Panthers. I mean, it was a, imagine being a Saints fan, right? And you're pulling for the Panthers, a two-win team, to pull off this upset. Okay, and the Panthers' defense is playing great. Okay, did not give up a touchdown like all day, I don't think. Okay, and, and imagine that. And then they're going in to score. Okay, the Panthers are going in to score in this long play, and the guy jumps at the goal line. Extends the ball, but fumbles it before he gets to the end zone. It's out of bounds, a touchback. <laughs> I mean, and then so they get the Panthers get shut out nine zip. It meant the Buccaneers are 
in the playoffs. They are division champs. So, so for the Saints, now you've won your game. We'll get to that in a minute. You've won your game, and now you got to sit there and wait and hope and root for the Packers to lose and for the Seahawks to lose. Well, the Seahawks game was still going on, I think. That's how that worked. And the Packers beat the Bears, I guess it was, and then therefore it's over. Um, yeah, so three hours later. That's how that all worked out. Chuck commented on the uh, Murray West live thread. He's tuning in on YouTube. Hey, y'all, on this Reaction Monday on YouTube. Face, yeah, you on Facebook. I see you. Hey. And on Twitter. Any Anybody watching online, you can comment. Pops up right here in front of me. Chuck commented on YouTube. He said, the NFL playoffs. No opinion polls needed. Hey, the NFL playoffs. There's no such thing as an eye test, right? And you think from a league standpoint, like you got these 32 owners Okay, that are basically in charge of the decision making for the whole league. Like they give the power to the commissioner. And then boy, does he have power because they give it to him, right? The 32 teams. Do you think that the 32 teams overall, even the owners and the franchises who their teams didn't make the playoffs, yes, they're disappointed. You think that they are upset, though, about the overall health of the league? You think that overall, the 32 owners of the league are looking at you know, the, the everything, you think, even though they're disappointed their team didn't make it, you think they're, they're mad that the Browns are in the playoffs? Not at all. <laughs> you think they're mad that a team from a market like Baltimore is the number one seed and not, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's not the one seed, right? I mean, you know, the Giants aren't in the playoffs. Big market, right? They don't care. You think they care? Not one bit. They don't care one bit because it's so healthy because of the way they run the league. So competitive. People can learn from that. I'm just saying people can learn from that. Robert commented on YouTube, said there were several teams in the NFL this season that aren't that good. Well, that's true. I was looking at records today. I mean, in every year there's – a fluctuation. Teams move to the top. Some go to the bottom. In two years, it'll be flip-flop again. That's what makes it so interesting. You know, the parody or whatever. But I was looking at uh, some of the records. You know, the Cowboys win. They're the two-seed. They're the division champs. They're two-seed. So they get a home game for at least the first one, maybe more than that. They're going to host the Packers uh, this week. And when you look at it, the Packers, let's see, the Cowboys are 12-5. and five. The Packers are what? 9-7? and seven? Are they a 9-7 and seven team? I'll look it up for you here. Their record is nine and eight. Okay, so they're and do the math. They're nine and eight. Seventeen regular season games. Okay, but and they're not a division champ, obviously. Detroit is in their division. But here's the thing: there's not a ton of difference. I was looking at this. The Cowboys record this season against playoff teams, teams that are now in the playoffs. The Cowboys went three and four. Okay, and all four of their losses were on the road. But the Cowboys went three and four against playoff teams. The Packers went three and three. I mean, it's so much. And, you know, yeah, Cowboys ought to win this game at home, but it ain't going to surprise me if the Packers go in there and figure out a way to win them. It's the NFL. It's uh, incredibly interesting. There's a reason everybody clicks that TV on. 
Now, I want to mention this too. Chiefs win. Whatever happened with the Chiefs yesterday didn't matter. They're three seed regardless, right? And so the outcome of that game against the Chargers does not make a hill of beans to the Chiefs as a team one way or the other. And so some starters didn't play. Fine. You know, other teams did it too. Baltimore, San Francisco. But Chris Jones played. <laughs> and did you see why he played? It's because Chris Jones needed, I think, one more sack to hit a benchmark in his contract that would pay him another million dollars. <laughs> and, buddy, he got that sack. And, again, a meaningless game. Chargers, no hope to playoffs. Win or lose, it ain't going to change a thing for the Chiefs. And he got that sack. Okay, and the entire Chiefs sideline went berserk, mobbed him. And he celebrated like he'd already spent that money. Chris Jones was like Chris, I mean, Chris, maybe what, like instead of Clark W. Griswold, he was like Chris J. Griswold. He'd already put down the deposit on that swimming pool. He had to have that bonus check or there wasn't enough money to cover it. Right, Clark? That's what that's the way Chris Jones celebrated when he got that one sack in that quote unquote meaningless game yesterday. I loved it. But back to what Beaver and I were talking about a minute ago. Did you see what happened at the end of the Saints game? I need to ask your opinion. And I do know for a fact that we do have some diehard Saints fans who listen to this show. And I saw some of the reaction on social media. Okay, and there are some diehard Saints fans who not only did they not mind the classless move at the end of the game by their team, the Saints, they didn't mind it. They actually kind of liked it. And when their coach actually apologized for it, now they want to fire the coach for apologizing. Folks, those people are out there. <laughs> And look, it's just a game. We're not going to hammer down on people for coming down one side of the other. But I'm just asking, do you see it? Here's the scenario in this game yesterday. And at the time that it's happening, because it was a noon game for the Saints and the Falcons, and it was a meaningful game because the Saints are looking at it like, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen with Carolina and, and Tampa. If the Saints win, there's always a chance they could win the division, be in the playoffs. They basically, you know, Saints had to win the game to have a chance to get in the playoffs with certain things falling the right way. They didn't control their own destiny, but they could get in. So the Saints played really well, particularly in the second half. They are blowing out the Atlanta Falcons. It's 41-17, to okay? A ball has been intercepted. It's been returned to the one-yard line. They send out the take-a-knee team. Y'all, it's 41-17. to 17. I know it's the NFL and it's paid professionals, but they sent out the quote-unquote victory team. What does that mean? You might Raise your hand if you know what the victory team is. It It's very obvious we're taking a knee. The victory team means we've won the game. There's nothing anybody can do to change the fact that we have won the game. All we must do is run the clock out. So, we don't run another play. Victory formation is what? Two backs behind the quarterback to protect his right rear gluteus maximus and his left gluteus maximus. And then a safety behind him just in case the off chance the ball gets fumbled, it gets kicked around or something. Okay? It's victory formation. When an, an, an 
I will preface my opinion on this situation based on this one simple fact right here. When an offense lines up in the victory formation, 99 times out of 100 and 99 players out of 100 on defense stop. They don't rush. They just let you snap the ball because this is a formality. Folks, When if you want to run a play, nobody would blame the Saints if they lined up in an I formation, a regular formation, even with one play, to try to see if they could run the ball in. Because then it, the defense has a chance to try to defend it if they want to. But when you line up in victory formation, you do not punch a touchdown in. It's completely bogus. It's completely bush league because you're in victory formation. Defense is basically going to stand there, and they know it. And then you're saying we got him a t- You didn't get him a touchdown. You got him some freebie, some BS freebie something, but it's not a touchdown. He didn't really – I mean, it's not like scoring a touchdown running a play because the defense thought you were taking a knee in a 41-17 to game. So I disagree with it. And here's the thing. They didn't call it. Jameis Winston, the quarterback, the backup quarterback, whose job it was to take a knee, <laughs> huddled up with the players and said, we're going to fake the victory formation. Don't do what coach said. And then he explained it later. Players went against the coach. We don't blame the coach. The Falcons coach comes out, and this is an hour before he gets fired, comes out and blessing out the uh, Dennis out on the Saints coach at the end of the game, saying that's, you know, Bush League. Well, yeah, it's right. The Saints coach is like, he's got a point because I didn't call that. The players went out there and did that. It's unacceptable on our part, but I got to apologize. If I was him, I'd be mad too. All because Jameis and a few players said, we want to get our running back a touchdown. Jamal Williams, who played for the Lions last year, who had no touchdowns this year, they wanted to get him a touchdown. Well, but what's a touchdown when the defense isn't playing? The defense is in victory too. You They're just standing up, trying to go home. And you claim you got a touchdown. It was so asinine. For them to do this. I never thought I would agree with Shannon Sharp on anything, but I agree with him on this. You can't have a quarterback in the NFL go out and do that. You just can't do it. It's not cool. It's not cute. And people who think it is don't really fully understand a locker room and the the, the pecking order of coach, captain, player, all this kind of stuff. That's just the fact of the matter on it. Here's what they said after the game. First of all, Saints coach has to apologize. And I'm going to start off by apologizing to Arthur Smith and the Falcons. That was not a play that we intended to run down there to finish out that game. That's not who we are. That's not how we operate. We should have taken a knee. So I want to apologize to them. Because, look, we're all, we got a good rivalry, and it's a heated rivalry, but there's a way we go about doing our business, and I wasn't happy about that. All right. There's a way we go about doing our business. There's more. We should have taken a knee right there. Um, you know, they asked me about getting Jamal a touchdown at the end. Um, I said I wanted to take a knee. We put victory out there, and um, the guys kind of wanted to get him a touchdown, and they, they did that on their own. That's not that's unacceptable. So Arthur seemed pretty upset after he the, should be. that he, was he should be. He should be. And that's what the on-field issue That's what it was. You can't put the victory formation out there and run a play. If you want to run a play, People are going, 
Ah, oh, well, Sean Payton threw a bomb. Yeah, he lined up in a regular offensive formation, and the defense is like, hey, there, we got to stop them. If we want to stop them, they're in an offense. But when you line up in victory formation, that is, hey, we're taking a knee. Up 41-17. You don't, that's a major difference. If you can't see that, I don't know what to tell you. That's the major difference. You just can't do that. I don't care who you are. Here's James. Well, I apologize to D.A. because the play was, was victory. Yeah. Uh, but I also explained to D.A. that it was a team decision. And uh, and I think when you have the, a team morale, and I ask the guys, I say, guys, like, what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. We know how much Jamal means to this team. And, and I understood from D.A.'s perspective. So I, I, I give him that. Yeah. Yeah, but D.A. didn't condone that at all. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't. However, uh, we decided as a team to do it. And, man, we got an interception to the one-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, – yeah. So if, 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 if we would have scored, would it still would have been disrespectful? No, because you were running a play. It's two teams, one playing offense, one playing defense. And, and this idiot, this airhead, congrats, he's a heck of an athlete, and he seems like a fun guy to be around. But you can't you, – what level are you thinking on if you're Jameis Winston thinking those two things are the same? It'd be an entirely different conversation if Jameis and the Saints had lined up in an offensive formation. He's under center. We got to run him back. We send a guy in motion. I don't know. We put him in four wides. We're running a play. And then you score. Nobody can complain. It went from 41 to 17 to 48 to 17. Fine. You ran an offensive play. We didn't stop you. Big whoop. We never did stop. But when you line up in the victory formation, the defense is going to stand there and go, okay, they're just taking a knee. We're out of here. And then you punch it in? What? What I mean? Put an asterisk beside the kid's touchdown run. Okay, and here's another thing about it. Send a message, a loud message. I promise you, Saints fans, I promise you, this is the message around the NFL. I promise you. What Robert is saying right here on YouTube. The next time Jameis Winston lines up in the victory formation... Hopefully the opposing defense punches him in the mouth. Watch what happens next year with the Saints or whoever he's playing for. If it ever happens again, I'm telling you, remember I told you on January the 8th, 2024, the next time Jameis Winston lines up in victory, victory formation at any point in his career, watch what happens. Remember I told you. There ain't going to be no such thing as taking a playoff. I don't care where it is in the field or what the score is. Remember I told you that. More from <laughs> famous Jameis. You know, so uh, Tyron wasn't in on it, was he? No, Tyron was not, not in. <laughs> no, uh, but it was it was a, it was an offensive mean, team stopping discussion. The, stopping uh, the one. However, when you when you return the ball to the one yard line, you have the opportunity. We just had the opportunity, and uh, and we decided. Do you think it's the kind of thing though that is forgotten fairly quickly, or you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it should be forgotten, especially when the score is already forty one seventeen. Uh, so I, I don't know how how much worse it can get. Uh, but I got a ton of respect for Arthur Smith. And the coach that he is, uh, I think they do some incredible things. I didn't mean to, I didn't want to disrespect him. That was not my intention. Uh, my intention was to lead the team that I've been with the entire year. <laughs> You're going to lead the team you've been with the entire year by pretending to take a knee and handing it off. Easy touchdown. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking, folks, if you, here's example number. 8,478,526 that 
a millionaire can be an idiot. <laughs> I mean, a dummy. And we made a collective decision that we wanted to get one of our guys who they fight with blood, sweat, and tears every game in the end zone. And uh, I'm going to feel good about that. Okay, he's played football his entire life, Jamal Williams. Led the Lions in touchdowns, rushing touchdowns last year. Okay, so he's no stranger to scoring touchdowns. And this is somehow some kind of little star on his report card. This touchdown? Really? It, there was not even a contract incentive. It ain't like you're getting him an extra dime in his pocket. It, the whole thing is so dumb. Now, I'm going to say something here. It's, the whole thing is so dumb. Number one, yes, Nick, who texts me on the country-pleasing text line, it is an indication of how little those the team respects their coach. It absolutely is an indication of that. Collectively, that whole team, how little they respect their coach with the Saints. It's, a, it's an indication of that. Two, it's an indication of why losing teams lose. Run, tell them. Run down there and tell them in New Orleans. There's another little teeny tiny indication of why losing teams lose. With a veteran quarterback and a pretty good football team around him and miss the playoffs in one of the worst divisions of all time. If you don't think the mentality and the character plays a factor, it does. Run, tell Jameis. Just getting started. Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Hey, whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game, you're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. Those are your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents all around the state. Uh, As I was saying, (laughs) it's just, look, it's just such a loser moment for the Saints and their offense and their quarter their backup quarterback it's just a loser moment man and uh Jackson Mailman he texted me he said if you look at the defensive line they did not just stand up and get run over they tackled Williams just as he got in the end zone and I understand that but the thing is I watched it I went back and watched it too cuz I wanted to see that the deal is I mean you're talking about these Guys playing a defensive line and and they're they're in victory formation and you go out there you're not fired up ready for a play and all of a sudden you realize oh my gosh they're they're trying to they're running some sort of fake play out of this thing and then the snap happens and he don't take a knee and then what do you do you you try to tackle the guy like it's total instinct at that point okay but let me ask you this Jackson Mailman if the Saints had come out and lined up in an offense they're up forty one to seventeen. This win could potentially put them in the playoffs. Their season isn't done at that point. 
if they had come out and lined up in an offensive formation one yard out, what do you think the defense is going to do? They're lining up with their hands down and going, I'm going to fire off and try to stop this play. But you lined up in a victory formation. You not understand how powder puff that is? How cheap that is? It's just, and for a guy like Jameis Winston, it just shows you how completely out of touch with any sort of reality the guy is. Big yes. Talented, you bet. Throw it from one end of the field to the other, yes. Probably a whole lot of fun to hang out with from time to time and funny and all that and fun-loving, sure. Smart, he's on a different planet. And it shows you a little bit about, just like we said, the mentality of a losing team, the mentality of an underachieving football team. At that level, a bunch of paid professionals that it wasn't just his idea that a whole bunch of other ones went along with it. Again, think about this scenario now. Think about this scenario. Jamal Williams, the running back for the Saints, it's not a contract incentive deal. Scoring a t- He hadn't scored a touchdown all year. Wham, wham, wham. It's the 17th game of the year. And I'm supposed to feel sorry for you. You hadn't scored a touchdown yet. So we're going to punch one in in a victory formation, and that's supposedly a star, a feather in your cap. And you, you've been, he scored a million touchdowns for the Lions before he ever got to New Orleans. Think about that mentality. I'm just grateful for my teammates for caring about me. That's all. They want to give me, they just want to give me a touchdown. That's it. Yeah, yeah it seems like they were all really round. Dumb. The whole thing is a glimpse into the mentality of a non-champion. That's what it is. And if you don't think it matters, I got some oceanfront property in Itawamba County I'd like for you to take a look at. Again, Nick said it on the Country Pleasing text line. It just shows how much the team respects their coach. It does, doesn't it? They're dumb, and they don't respect their coach. I'm not taking up for the Falcons. They're terrible. I mean, they're sitting there 41-17. I don't feel sorry for them giving up one. I don't feel sorry for their coach who went out and threw a fit. I'm just looking at it from a Saints perspective. You don't do that. Somebody texted the show and said, on the country pleasing text line, and this is why he's not QB1. He's got to go. They're going to get rid of him. <laughs> Promise you. David and Brandon Texas show. Bush League move by the Saints. I'm telling you right now, mark my words, if it were my team, if it is, if it is the Mississippi State Bulldogs, my beloved university, my alma mater, who I was fortunate enough to graduate from and live and go to school and wear the uniform of and now represent in some way or another, if my team did the same thing, I'd be tearing them a new one right now. You've, it, uh, unfortunately, it is an indication of a sour, stinking mentality that will lead you to underachieve in a division that you should have won easily. Real unnamed texture says, Beyond Dirty by Jameis, going to get someone hurt, maybe himself, signed, bandwagon Saints fan, 
jumping off again. <laughs> mm. uh, Rhett Cetera texted me. He said, interesting, interesting stat. The Cowboys have the most road wins in the playoffs with 14. Tom Brady had 11 all by himself. Well, he didn't have 11 by himself. I promise you that. He had a lot of good players with him. You know what I mean. And I know what you mean, too. Uh, this is, I think the response from other teams will go beyond Jameis. I think anytime the Saints go into victory formation, regardless of who is under center, they're going to need to be prepared to be hit in the mouth. I'm telling you, there's talk about it around the league right now, whether they say it or not. I, I promise you there is. Jackson Mailman said, if the Falcons were not throwing the ball down 24 points with less than two minutes left in the game, the situation would not have even happened. They could have run the ball and called it over before the interception happened. Jackson Mailman, listen, man, you don't – I don't know what perspective – are you – okay, last game of the year, the game had some meaning for the Falcons too. And you're saying that the game reaches a point where the Falcons should give up and not throw passes – but because they didn't give up and threw passes down 24 points, that it's okay for the Saints to line up and run a punch a guy in in the victory formation on the one? Really? Jackson Mailman, how long have you been watching football? Did you play at all? Uh, look, man, I'm just telling you, you need to trust me on this. Your perspective on it is out of whack. Louvier. Louvier. Who that? One of the biggest Saints fans I know. Somebody even gave him a dog one time wearing a Saints jersey. <laughs> no, the dog was wearing the Saints jersey. Louvier Texas show, and he said, I could not agree with you more about Jameis Winston. Bush League behavior. Give him an apple on a road map and show him the door. Good riddance. Go Saints. Super Bowl 59 champs. <laughs> Signed, Louvier. Go Saints. Uh, it's just it's asinine. And it's not like they knew the season was over. They could have thought it was, but it wasn't at that point. They were sitting on the verge of the playoffs, holding on to a thread because they won the game. Brad Texas Show says, reminds me of – Moxon changing the plays in Varsity Blues instead of what Kilmer called. <laughs> yeah, but that's Hollywood. Somebody texted in and said it's amateur hour. 100%. That's the way they look. Look, I, I got some Saints fans who I love dearly. Okay, and I have grown to love following their team. I'm not a fan, but I really enjoy following, talking. You know, it's close to home, everything. Let me tell you something. That's the look for your team today. Amateur hour. Yeah, I mean, it's like as an NFL team full of paid professionals, you want to show that not just one individual, but as a group, you want to, you're basically sending a message to everybody. Hey, we think like losers. We don't think like winners. We think like losers. Watch this. That's the message you sent. Denzel says, White Denzel says, Jameis wouldn't have done it if Peyton was the coach. Bingo. Bingo. That's part of it. You cannot release that part of this deal from any responsibility. It is an indication of how little, as a group, your players respect your coach. He says he and that team don't respect Dennis Allen. Clean it all out. Start right there. Go ahead. 
But I will say this now, okay, White Denzel, I will say this. Even though it does look to me like you got a team that does not really respect their head coach, probably best for Dennis Allen to be somewhere else. Don't you agree? But I will say this about him. He did not hesitate. In the moment on the field when the other guy's screaming at him, he had to sit there and take it like a man, and he did because he knew he his bunch was in the wrong and I'm the head coach. And he, he didn't fire back off. He had to stand there and take it, and he did, and I respect that. And then he gets up in a post game, and the first thing he did was take ownership. I'm going to start off by apologizing to Arthur Smith and the Falcons. That was not a play that we intended to run down there to finish out that game. That's not who we are. That's not how we operate. We should have taken a knee, so I want to apologize to them because, look, we're all – we got a good rivalry, and it's a heated rivalry, but there's a way we go about doing our business, and I wasn't happy about that. Okay, so here's the deal. Respect it. And great. It's clear to me that even Dennis Allen, he's better off somewhere else. Get him out of there. But he, he stood up there and took it and took ownership of it like you're supposed to. Meanwhile, famous Jameis tried to tell us why it was fine. Airheaded, man. Air-headed. David and Brandon said there's some things you just don't do. Running across the pitcher's mound, stepping in a golfer's putting line, etc. Everybody involved in sports knows this. They knew, didn't care. And it goes back to the coach. Got issues, man. All right, moving on. <laughs> what about Dak? What about Minshew? Heck of a weekend in the NFL. More coming your way in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, stick around. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau. I want to hear what, uh, in a minute, what Dak said. He's got him in good shape. You know, I don't know how you feel about it if you're a diehard Cowboys fan. You know, I, I super-duper enjoy watching Dak play, pulling for him. It really has been fun watching him this year throw touchdowns all over the place. I just don't get a feeling. From, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for Dak Prescott to win a Super Bowl. I would. But I don't get the feeling from their football team that there's just that extra, the extra level of toughness and physicality in every aspect that you have to have that the 49ers and the Ravens have. And I just don't get the sense that, I mean, they're good, they're a two seed, but I, they don't have that. You know, that's the feeling I get. I don't know about you. And, uh, man, Gardner Minshew and the Colts were so close. I mean, like, it's this close. And was it the throw or should it have been caught? Like, which – and uh, the star from Southern Miss, Nick Mullins, he played well for the Vikings in the backup role and played uh, played pretty well yesterday. Anyhow, more on that coming up. Right now, though, Beaver. Hey, Beaver. Hey. You know, we did this last week on the show because we had a, a a mention of this uh, somewhere in the show. I forget what it was, but back in time, we sort of went back in time. You care if we go back in time a little bit? 
I would love to go back in time. You said that, like I took, there was some extra meaning behind what you just said, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, for the record, now I remember what it was. We had that note about the, something about the Cowboys, and it went all the way back to 1994, and that being the last time they won the Super Bowl. I did see this today. The Cowboys are a two seed. The last time they were the two seed in the playoffs was 1994. Uh, I think that was the year that the last time they won a Super Bowl. But anyhow, I digress. Here, here it is for you, Beaver, one of my historical nuggets for today. And I'm going to see if you recognize and can tell me who this is. All right. On this day, January the 8th, 2000, in the year 2000, who was it that used to do that? Conan. I just remember that. Anytime I say the year 2000, that pops in my head. Um, all right, so in, in this day, 2000, on Saturday Night Live, Jamie Foxx was the host, and the musical guest was this right here. Link 182. <laughs> wow! Blink 182, and... Beaver, I looked for some of their music, and like this is the one song I sort of recognize having heard a lot. You you didn't even hear a voice; you just heard a guitar riff of about four bars and nailed it. Were you a big fan? Yeah, I used to really like Blink One Eighty Two okay. up until about two thousand four, and then they had some. Uh, I thought that album wasn't that great. Okay. Then they had some issues. They broke up, got back together. Broke up, got back together. They're back yeah. together. Oh, are they? Okay. And I'd like to see them. Now, this was a big deal. They were a big. This song was a big deal back then. Because I remember you couldn't turn on the radio really without hearing it. But yeah, that was back in... Oh, man. You remember TRL I on don't, MTV? No, no. I don't remember that. Matt Wyatt, I mean, what? I don't, I, did you say MTV? I don't know that I've ever watched much MTV program. I'm a weirdo. You, you can't judge me by that. So what did I miss? What is it again? TRL, Total Request Live with Carson Daly. Oh, whatever. Anyway, Blink-20. <laughs> the video for that song was one of the biggest things in the world they had a thing where, like, if a music video, it was their daily top ten. Okay. And if it was after it was up there for so long, if it stayed, they had to retire it. And that was one of those videos. It was just Okay, was it because I saw it when I was capturing the, the audio. Was it the video where they were, like, they had this massive group of people kind of around them in, in like, an airplane hangar or something? Yeah, like yeah, a, because part of it, I believe, that was the one where it was kind of a spoof on the Backstreet Boys song. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that was part of it. That was part of it, okay. Well, that's what I saw. By the way, too, for the record, did y'all hear this? Beaver hears this right here. And he goes, Blink-182. <laughs> and I am telling y'all, I gave him no indication whatsoever. All I told him was... I have a 90s music reference for you. He hears four bars and goes blink 182. Got it. Move on. Next. <laughs> 
By the way, too, Beav, uh, one of our listeners who I saw at church this weekend, Russ, he goes, man, the amount of quick knowledge your producer has for the show The Office is downright frightening. <laughs> I said, I know. I said, he remembers all those little things. And it's like, you remember it all. Annabeth is next closest to you with the stuff that she remembers from the show. And then I'm like up there with most people who are big fans. Yeah, it's, it's a little extra there. So there you go. There was our moment. And my excuse to pop one of my favorite bands in a sound clip, Huey Lewis in the news, into the show. All right, so I told you a minute ago, Cowboys are a two-seed. The last, and again, if, if social media is correct, the last time they were an actual two-seed in the playoff, they've been a one, a four, a three. Last time they were a two was 94. You're talking about back when they won it. So uh, what about Dak? You know, they win yesterday. He had an unreal game. He goes for like 85% completions and four touchdowns and Almost had a fifth and all this stuff. It was just ridiculous how good he was yesterday. Like You watch him play this year, and he's so locked in at times. And it's actually part of their problem in a few of those big games. I know it sounds like I'm making an excuse for the state guy. I'm not. It's part of the Cowboys' problem in some of those big games is that what – like he runs the offense, you know. And if you don't block or you don't tackle, it ain't like he's going to go out here and try to, you know – man to handle the offense all by himself. He plays within the offense, and when it works, it works. But they've had other times they got shut down, particularly not being able to run the ball. But I digress. The question after the game yesterday for Dak was, are you ready for the next step? Very ready. Obviously, coming off of the past years, I'm understanding the team we have, um, knowing that knowing we're coming into the season, that, that we had a team that could compete, wanted to put ourselves in this position, uh, wanted to stay in the moment each and every week and not look forward to this, but now uh, it's upon us. And I think uh, most importantly, we've got to take it one game at a time with the same attitude that we came into this game with, same attitude that we've taken in, in every home approach. Who, who's it's, it's Green Bay lined up right now. Everything focuses on that. We'll enjoy this, enjoy this plane ride home. And guarantee you tomorrow, everybody turns the page, puts this regular season behind them and understands that tomorrow's not promised in that sense, that we've got to make sure we give everything we can. All right, so there you go, a little bit of that. And we'll do some more NFL, talk about hoops, and preview Michigan and Washington. They play tonight. Who you got? We'll hit all that when we start Hour 2 coming up in just a minute. Um, Will is referencing, it says, Dak, before the season, I won't have 10 interceptions this year. He finished the regular season with nine. But, Will, I don't think he actually said that. I think that's a quote that's being attributed to him, and I'm not sure he actually said it, even though it's sort of widespread or whatever. Now, Will gave me an interesting note a little bit ago. I think he was talking about Blink-182, and he said the lead singer, Tom DeLonge, or DeLone, is a big founder of independent UFO research, as in aliens, extraterrestrials, Martians, little green men. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did not, I did not know that. All right, on the country pleasing text line, Handyman says... Uh, it says that wasn't that hard, Matt. And if you were an American Pie fan, I don't know what any what we're talking about there. I don't even know what we're referencing. That song was not on American Pie. Nice try, Handyman. Okay, so um, it wasn't Luck was on the first one, and every time I looked for you, the sun goes down was on the sequel, but that wasn't on there. Okay, so get out, get out of Matt Wyatt's face. How about that, Handyman? 
It ain't on there. American Pie is a movie, according to Will on the Murray West live thread. He's on YouTube. Go to murraywest.com, contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi since 1996. Whatever you need. You need your logo like this interlocking MSU on this pullover. You need it embroidered. Like maybe let's say you need a big order for a, a thousand employees or whatever, you know. That's where you go. Check them out, murraywest.com. Great folks right here in Mississippi. Uh, White Denzel says, it blows my mind how the NFL is going to put the defending Super Bowl champs not on national television this week. <laughs> you, got, you got Chiefs and uh, Dolphins playing a game in like f- literally four-degree weather uh, in the AFC playoffs, what, on Saturday? I think it is Saturday night. And it's on Peacock only. On Peacock only. <laughs> He said, terrible decision like Canada's choice in music artist uh, to send to America, <laughs> according to White Denzel, trying to start something over here. <clears throat> All right. Um, Jason and Nick and Boomer and others, I did not miss your text. I'm going to get to those as we start hour two. More of your comments coming up on the Murray West Live thread. And get your phone calls in on the Divini Equipment phone line. Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Hour two. Right after this, stick around. 